Hey guys, it's Liz Kelly, and I'm here to tell you about the awesome stuff we have going on at The Ringer. It's Pizza Day on Tuesday this week. We're doing brackets, we're talking about pizza and pop culture, and our staff is breaking down, which is definitively the best pizza. Also, we are launching a brand new podcast with Ryan Russillo called Dual Threat. It'll be a weekly podcast focusing on both the NFL and college football. It'll air Wednesdays throughout the football season, and first episode is being released on Wednesday, August 29th. So read about Pizza on Tuesday, listen to Ryan on Wednesday, and check out lots of other good stuff on TheRinger.com. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Russ Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Long. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening you're, to this. You're too. listening to. And you are listening to. You're listening to. You're listening, you're listening, you're listening, you're listening to the Masked Man the Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I am David Shoemaker. That guy sitting across from me is the King of Sad Style, Dan St. Germain. How are you doing, Dan? Oh my God, David. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to be at All In this weekend, at least for the Friday night. I will be uh, at the Bruce Pritchard Roast. So I'm going to be here. I'm going to be in the shit. I'm roasting Bruce Pritchard. I'm roasting a bunch of other wrestlers that... I don't know if I'm allowed to announce at the dais. This could be the last podcast I ever what the, do. What are the after odds getting that, beaten to death? Yeah, what are the odds that this is just a tr- an elaborate trick to get you and Joey Janela back in the same room? <laughs> I think. Well, Joey's not on the dais. I know that. Um, but I do think I, I was talking to Michael Lawrence, who's also doing the roast, and I was like, "We have we know who else is on the dais," and we're like, "Okay, if we're gonna get beat up, let's hopefully get beat up by the people who still have money. Like, there's no point in getting beat up by the people." Who haven't worked in the last couple of years? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, I, if I get hit, it's somebody I, I can at least uh, sue. I'm sort of mad that you're going the roast. I wasn't mad until the moment, I, until this very moment where I'm saying this, because it would be a lot more fun just to sit here and try to like guess all of the roast jokes. Just us. Yeah, it's a tough. It, it's it's gonna be. I mean, it's really scary for it, it, the thing is, there's a lot of comics on it that have been announced, like Ron Funches, Taylor Williamson, uh, Shuli from Arthur, Michael Lawrence, James Matter, and all really funny guys. Um, but like, we're not really going to do jokes about each other because nobody knows who the fuck we are besides like if you're right. a Trolls movie fan. So it's like going to be just going after the wrestlers and then probably escaping through some fire exit to have deep we, dish pizza with the rest of the comics. Don't you know all, I mean, aren't, you're you're in with the with like the roast, com, the young roast comic circuit. Yeah, yeah. I've been roasted a million times. I've been brutalized in roasts before. Like, so no, I'm just I, talking about roasting in general. Like, yes. how, like what, but you, I Lawrence. I wrote for the Rob Lowe roast. You and Lawrence. And who, I wrote for the White House Correspondence Center, which was essentially a roast. Is, is Rob, I mean, is Ron Funches a roaster or is he just a comic? Who likes well, he's a comic. I don't know if he's ever roasted before, who but he's, the, a, who he's a good stand-up Who of the roasters are big wrestling fans? Besides, I mean, they're all Ron's a huge fucking wrestling fan, right? He does. Stuff no, no, no. Who, who of the Taylor is? No, no, not not from Friday, right? Uh, of the people who are like who who like being a roaster is on their business card. Who are the biggest fans besides you and Lawrence? I don't. Uh, you know, Hinchcliffe's a really big wrestling fan. Um, and he's a pretty big. He's a big roaster. Yeah. Earl Skakel uh-huh. is a is a big roaster. He's a big big wrestling fan. So there's a lot of overlap between comedians and. And wrestlers, and and we all kind of like look up to the other one because it's it's the two modes of entertainment that are the most similar. But I could be in a fucking body bag, dude. I'm I'm like legitimately nervous about how this is going to work out. Well, I hope you survive. And I if hope not, so Tony Hinchcliffe, you're invited next week to be the co-host <laughs> of uh, Dave Shilling's going to be skyping over. Um, we had uh, kind of a lot of stuff to talk about this week. The big news of the week. Um, now that Dan's got his. Got us plugging out of the way. Look, this is, was an no, interesting just story. You're going to be there. It's all, it's all in weekend. There's I'm a million hustling, things baby. going I'm on. I'm looking for a job. You, Conrad, and uh, the young bucks and 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 Cody are just you know are, are in a, a fatal five way for the hustler championship belt. <laughs> well, it's kind of like this like really pa- parasitic like like 
like you know like all these wrestlers at all in like Kenny Omega and Cody they're like the sharks and then like uh, all these older wrestlers are like the Ramora eels underneath him yeah and then we're whatever they shit out <laughs> oh okay That's I, I, that I like the way that looks works. well the big thing is that we have all in this weekend and we haven't given it enough time coming up because it's just kind of crammed right after SummerSlam, wrestling calendar-wise, especially for WWE-centric yeah. fans like me. Um, I'm very excited about it. But, Great uh, card. It's a super good card. We kind got, of a, I think it's kind of a predictable outcome of who's going to win on each match. Well, we, let's talk through it real quick. We got um, um, Mike Pellucci, who wrote an amazing feature on Cody Rhodes for TheRinger.com, is going to be out there writing about All In for us, and I'm very excited to see what he comes up with. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think, you know, the really interesting thing is there's all these sort of like this is the biggest indie show ever what what however they're defining it. Right. It's the biggest Amer yeah, well, it's the biggest indie show because New Japan's but like, not. But like New Japan show. is involved, Ring of Honor is very involved, the NWA is involved, so whatever the NWA is. Um there's the the the, the wrestling podcast Industrial Complex as led by Conrad Thompson <laughs> and Bruce Pritchard is very involved. Dwight, Eisen, Dwight Eisenhower ruined, uh, warned us about this back in the day. For a hundred, someone said for a hundred dollar, hundred. How much is it? One hundred fifty dollars. You can have a breakfast, eat and greet with uh, Tully Blanchard and JJ Dillon. If you buy me breakfast, I'll sit with you for twenty. I think that uh, that Tully Blanchard and JJ Dillon would probably agree to those terms as well. So, <laughs> um, no, no hate on those guys. I just wow. Uh, there's a lot of ways, a lot of cool, a lot of cool opportunities this weekend. I don't need to sell anybody on it because you know all about it. It's all everything sold out. Everybody who's going to go is already probably en route. Yeah. Um, My James Madden is one of the comments <laughs> in the roast. Is like it's going to be a little Lollapalooza of wrestling, baby. And I'm like. Yeah, except for no chicks. <laughs> you know, like maybe know like that's true. Seventeen juggalettes. Nah, I don't. Well, there will be some juggalettes. I don't know if that's true. The indie wrestling, like like highbrow. I'm gonna call this highbrow. Highbrow indie wrestling attracts a much more diverse crowd in every oh, direction. Oh, give me a, a break, dude. Everyone is like, oh, there are hot girls at SummerSlam. There's hot girls in every front row of any Barclays event. You know, like that's just oh, where, yeah. where hot girls end up. Front row Barclays. <laughs> Oh, I have a lovely girlfriend. Man. I'm not looking. I'm just saying it was the little Palooza yeah. thing was, oh, was interesting. Looking. Okay, so it was not. I am not looking. Uh, let's see. I'm what do we, what do we want to talk about here? Uh, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Pentagon. I, I was going to say Pentagon Junior. That's my where my why my voice went. I mean, out. I think Kenny's going to win, but uh, Pentagon. You know, Kenny's also not above putting somebody over. I, it's just going to be a good. I would just you just hope it's a great match. You think that's the obvious win is Kenny? Yeah, I think just the. Kenny popping the crowd is gonna. I think. I mean, Kenny might be the biggest star there for the for he the amassed the star there. for the amassed fans. Absolutely. In Chicago, um, Jay Lethal is doing this thing where he's defending the Ring of Honor Championship against a Battle Royal winner. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, what the, I think it's gonna be either Cole Cabana because it's a hometown hero, or they're gonna do something and drop Neville in it and have Neville win the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, it looks like we're not gonna get the Cole Cabana versus CM Punk like it was all kayfabe. Let's fight. No. No. Didn't they offer? They didn't officially come out that they really did call call CM Punk's bluff and offer him a contract to wrestle. Yeah, how much was that for though? I don't know. Had to be for like a million bucks, right? Yeah, I've I've been told. Yeah, I've been told that he doesn't leave his apartment for less than shocking amounts of money. Yeah, shocking. Um, It's shocking the amount of money I'll leave my apartment for. (laughs) I lost seven dollars doing comedy last night. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you want to talk about here? The Briscoe Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored. That'll be fun. Yeah, I really don't know enough about SoCal Uncensored. Oh, you don't. You know about Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Frankie uh, Kazarian is is there. I like that. There's this new era of like indie wrestlers where guys. It's sort of like the NBA where guys that you, all the people that used to be like these big bulking power forwards have now slimmed down to like 170 pound small forwards. Like yeah, Kazarian looks like a long distance runner but he's still awesome either way I'm glad I'm not roasting the Briscoe brothers those guys fucking terrify me they look like they're Winter's Bone characters they look scarier than Winter's Bone characters they're awesome It's it would have been really fun to see what they would have done in WWE aside from the you know PR nightmare that they presented yeah, I guess I would, or I would say that that would be man they're, they are the big hang fun up. they are a lot of fun yeah I told the story on podcast before but the first time I ever went to a Ring of Honor show at uh, Hammerstein or I guess it was the Manhattan Ballroom I walked in late, popped off the elevator, walked into the sea of crazed darkness, and the and and like soon thereafter, the Briscoes were getting like in some match or they like the All Night Express or somebody, and they're plugging each other with chairs. Yeah, 
or no, playing each other with with like everything, and uh, and yeah, and I think there was a ladder involved. They're like hitting, like just busting each other yeah. open with a ladder. And standing behind me was, I think the the Briscoe mom holding one of the Briscoe brothers' sons in her arms, and she was like, "That's a fake ladder, right?" It's <laughs> oh just like blood God. squirting out of their eyeballs. Jeez. Um, Let's see, Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell in the return to the ring for the Green Arrow. That were, that. I think Stephen wants to put that guy over. Yeah, that's that's nice. Okay. Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito. So Mysterio's going to be there. Huh? Because I, I, thought, I thought there was like some bone of contention. Oh, no, no, no. no. People are already... Japan. Oh, is there is there a question? Well, there was because he had to cancel something, but I, I didn't know. He was not. doing signings for the 2K for the video game. Okay, well, WWE video I, game. I, but I, 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 I had a question. I'm going no off idea. Wikipedia here, and, okay. and Wikipedia, as we've established, is never wrong. Um, this is, but this is going to be a super fun one. Oh, he is going back to WWE. Although, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure if this is a real thing or just a he's in 2K and everybody pretends that this matters every year. If it's one of those yeah. things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. So it's a. Uh, so we got Mysterio, Phoenix, who's freaking awesome, and Bandito versus the Golden Elite, which is Mac, the 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 Jack, the Young Bucks, and Kota Ibushi. That's gonna be just. That's gonna tear the roof off. Yeah, that'll probably be a match of the night. Okay. I I think. I mean, I think if Kenny Omega wins, then maybe Golden Elite loses. Okay. Or they'll put off. They'll put over one Lucha, and then, um, you know, and uh, you know, like just to, to balance the card. Sure. Chicago's a diverse town. You know, you don't the want J just a bunch of Canadian white people to win. Yeah, the Jacksons. I mean, the Young Bucks don't have to win. I mean, they're no, they, they, they look. They have fun losing too. Um, they're really fantastic. Joey Janela versus Hangman Page. Hangman Page is probably gonna win that. Although I love you, Joey. Sorry about last uh, Friday. Yeah, I love. I like. I like both. Then thank guys. you for support. Everyone support. That'd be me. a really interesting match. That's a really uh, interesting like my failure. where we are with indie wrestling match. Those two guys, not indie outside of WWE wrestling match. Hangman Page. Yeah. Man, hang, Hangman Page. You love him. I have a hard time. I'm still in a very. I still have a very weird. I'm. I'm very old school. And I and I still have all these weird height hangups, and I'm not quite sure how tall Hangman Page is. Yeah, but you love those true crime type names, you know, like it is a fantastic name. Trilogy. It's a fantastic name that plays against his his look a little bit, and I it's it's good. Anyway, well, he's not dressed like the executioner. Yeah, Okada versus Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll. Okada's got to win that. Yeah, and Marty Scroll doesn't have to win, but Marty Scroll is like God. He could be wrestler of the year. He's had a fantastic. He'll be a manager run. of the year in WWE if they bring back managers. Because he's short, is that yeah. what you're saying? Just want to turn that around on you. And in the main event, uh, it's not an insult. Paul Heyman's still the best person in that company. It's true. Um, Cody Rhodes versus NWA Championship Nick Aldis. This feels like Cody Rhodes gets to you know get the belt that his dad always held or always chased. Yeah, and sometimes held. I think he's got to. It's kind of crazy because it, it's the first time in history a vanity project, not a vanity project, but kind of a vanity project. Like, are you talking about all in in general? You know, all in in general, right? You're putting yourself in the main event, and then you're gonna, uh, and then you're gonna win the main event. But that's what I want to happen. So it's amazing. So the, in, so the interesting thing, yeah, is there's all these different like business, vested business interests in this thing, despite it being this this indie show, or maybe because it's an indie show, you know? I mean, but like. Uh, I thought I, for a minute I thought when you said Vanity Project you were going to talk about uh, what's his name Jimmy Cor Billy Corgan um, and the NWA title belt, but um, yeah, or me uh, my one man show yeah. uh, Saint Tropez inside <laughs> the Saint Tropez inside. But no, but we got this. I mean, it's I think the there's an in, the, the the end the Billy Corgan and the NWA, however, whatever. I mean, I think it's just him have a vested interest in in someone like Cody Rhodes holding the belt. Right? Even if it's just for a couple months. No, this is one of those things. I say Vanity Project, and that's really not fair because he's doing an amazing thing for wrestling. But um, it is kind of funny, like when the guy when you're booking yourself basically to win the title in the main event, and you set the yeah. thing up. But that's also what I want to happen, so I'm not complaining. It'll be interesting to see, I guess, the difference between a sh just any old indie show and. Um, something meaningful, just like with WWE, the dis right. the difference, the distance between the difference between between uh, the Super Showdown or the Greatest Royal Rumble. More on that soon. Um, 
or even the distance between like, you know, just a, when they televise an, a big MSG card and a big pay-per-view is that something that happens at the pay-per-view might matter tomorrow. Now, right. whatever. Some, a lot of the times it doesn't and that's a problem. But like, do we think that All In is a moment where Cody, where like the Bucks could turn on Cody? Like is it is uh, it is this a, is this a platform for something interesting to happen besides just wins and losses or is I this don't just no man I think Cody's going to be WWE bound sooner rather than later I just don't and understand. the the, yeah, the Bucks the Bucks contracts expire I think at the same time as it there's there's just too dude there's just too much like because in my mind it's like because there's all these different indie promotions working together there's a vested interest in just giving the crowd what they want. Yeah. Because none of them really want to, you know, like as far as like promoting storyline, I think it's too much of a hodgepodge right now to really, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I guess you could have the, you know, Tongas come out. Um, but no, I, 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 I think you're going to, I think you should give Cody this draft. I think, uh, you know, and, and fuck it, man. He's put together the biggest indie show of all time it's uh it, it he, he he should get the strap all right well we got to move on but that's gonna be awesome i can't wait to watch it and i can't wait to talk about it more right before we get to raw a quick word everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk you could get into a crash people get hurt or people could get killed but let's take a moment to look at some some surprising statistics almost 29 people in the united states die every day in alcohol impaired vehicle crashes that's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You can get arrested, incur huge legal expenses, or even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but there's one thing that's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Learn more at nhtsa.gov. That's N-H-T-S-A dot G-O-V. The show is also brought to you this week by my bookie. People always ask me for advice. Usually it's what wrestler I like to root for or what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I never know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys. MyBookie is your best bet for this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Not to mention they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Plus, for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. So lay down some cash and win big today. You win, they pay. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code MASKEDMAN when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code MASKEDMAN when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, now on to Monday Night Raw. You hated Raw this week. I did, and I, I was getting I angry I, text messages from you. I, 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 you know, I loved the last week of programming in WWE. I'm not one of these people who just shits on WWE. Um, I, I love the WWE. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing by teaming Braun Strowman with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. I don't. I, again, Vince can't get through his thick skull that Braun Strowman. Is a baby face. Well, wasn't he already a baby face? He was but now with he's Kevin a heel. Owens. That was kind of a heel turn. And also for a heel, I guess somebody on cage side seats I read, and I, you know, I'm blanking on the name. It was a dumb move because why wouldn't he just cash in there after everybody was lying on the ground? Well, he had already given Kurt Angle his briefcase. Oh, well, okay. They actually had that continuity down. I'm just saying, man, the whole thing was... Uh, you know, you know, it just doesn't. For me, I was really excited because I, in my head, I was like, okay, this is either going to be a situation where it's like the horsemen and Dusty, and you're kind of rooting for both people, even yep. though that the horsemen were technically the heels. Yep. Or DX and the nation. Or a, a better example of that would be like, you know, DX and Austin, or, you know, we're like, 
there's not like there's faction and it's real factions. I mean, the best show on TV right now, you know, I, two or the center, which the center has a definite <laughs> antagonist in, mm. but it's better call Saul. And nobody there is like a great person on that show yeah. besides um, the the one uh, woman who plays the, the other- lawyer, his lawyer, girlfriend, check in. She's fantastic on the show. But it's like nobody on that show you you should root for. But they're all interesting characters, so you want to watch the show. And I actually thought that that's where, where we're heading. You know, TV, you don't need, you know, and I know I'm going up against what I said because uh, Kenny, you know, Kenny Omega and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, they it was a face-face match. But the reason that that suffered, it had nothing to do with whether or not they were hero or face, is that there was no story. Yeah. Okay, so why not make a story? Why not, why not have you root for the Shield and you know, and and then boo Roman Reigns, and then root for Braun, but then root when the Shield comes out. They're kind of doing that with Bree. They're setting up a Bella's versus Ronda thing while they're making a Bree a face on on SmackDown. You can have complicated booking. Yeah, you can, and sometimes booking gets complicated on its own. We get to jump backwards. Jim just asked me, didn't Co- didn't Dusty always book himself to win? Yes, he did b- always book himself to to into the main event, but he didn't always book himself to win. Yes. For the record, no, he didn't. Uh, sometimes he won and then got it's the belt taken away. Very brief, brief, brief runs as champion for that guy. So anyway, yeah, Raw was weird. Um, I enjoyed it though. I, I didn't have the same visceral hatred that you, for whatever well, okay, reason, again, did. it's not really visceral hatred. It's just blown opportunities, you know. Um, so well, part, we talk every year when Hell in a Cell comes around. We complain that there are matches that what? deserve to be in Hell in a Cell, but for the most part. They're just they're just shotgunning feuds to make them seem more important so that they can go in the cell. Or they do something like Braun. I, I mean, I get the Braun Strowman thing, right? It's like there's a storyline contrivance. You know, if we're inside the cell, then the shield can't help you, even though that's, you know, people seem to find a way to get in the cell when they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I did love the move that Baron Corbin, when he defeated Finn Balor, I thought that was a fun heel move when he said, oh, I forgot to tell you it's a no disqualification. Yeah, it was obvious, but they played it really well. Baron Corbin, I think, is a good actor. I think that's my my take. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. uh, What else? Oh, oh, it's uh, Kevin Owens. He quit. Kevin Owens quit. I think we could talk about from Raw. Uh yeah, I thought that was cool. It was a great match. Um, you know the stunner not getting a pinfall in uh Toronto was one was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, I mean take him off TV for a while. You know everybody's saying the same thing. Take him off TV for a while. Repackage him. Maybe not even repackage him, but just have him come back with a hot angle. And. Uh, you know, I was I was excited about that. I was I was really excited about it. Prediction: He'll be back next week. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I have no idea what the plan is for him. But he did. But it reminded. I mean, he, there there was the whole thing back in Ring of Honor when Jim Cornette what fired him or did he quit? I don't even remember what happened. My my brain's. I have no idea. Today. They brought up Jim Cornette on Raw though. Um. Oh really? Yeah. It was like in, in reference to the revival. Oh yeah, because he talked because they talked about all those tag teams. The revival looks like look like they're gonna get their title run. And then not to well, I thought that they were what they were going to do is kind of keep McIntyre and Ziggler separate, give them the straps, and then have Rollins and Ambrose feud with them for the straps because you kind of need a title on Ambrose to create the Shield as this unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. I mean, he beat Jinder Mahal, and uh, you know that that segment I thought was pretty decent. Like you know when they were talking about it, like that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. The match was fine, but the the segment beforehand was good. So again, I'm not like one of these guys who's gonna shit on everything, but I I just don't like what they're doing. Well, listen, they, there there were some shades of gray, right? I mean, he didn't he wasn't like it wasn't like a NWO like Hogan during the NWO moment where like it turned out that Braun had been in cahoots with McIntyre and Ziggler all along. Ziggler and McIntyre were like, "Hey, what's going on? We're confused by this, but we like that this guy is not beating us up." I mean, it was a heel move, and man. they they posed together at the end. Oh yeah, it was a heel move. Uh, but judging by now. everything that we've learned in wrestling, at least learned from WWE over the past decade, is that just because they were posing together at the end of the show doesn't mean they're going to be together next week. And by the, the way, Fred Shield wasn't even wearing their Shield clothes this week. No, they weren't. And by the way, um, I don't blame this on WWE Creative. I blame this on Vince McMahon. This was a Vince McMahon move. You know, like I, I, I can totally see this being like, well, no, he joins it and he's a heel. That's what it is. Everyone still loves Roman. Well, we don't know who to cheer for in that one. And the other thing, we uh, the other feud where we don't know who to cheer for is over on SmackDown. Did you like that segue? 
It was pretty good, David. Well, I got to tell you. And of course, we're talking about the bar versus Gals and Anderson versus the clones. Um, no. Oh, 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 Charlotte oh, and yeah. Becky. Yeah, that's another one. Although so I will say, at least they're not turning her full heel. People are still cheering her. She's not totally healing out. Uh, really? I mean, I, I, I just think that like everything she said got cheered, and she didn't really go after. There was so, this is what what annoyed me about fucking SmackDown. There was too much cheap heat. Mage, you know, going after the Raptors. Randy Orton going after Toronto. Everybody had a Toronto. Jeff. Everybody had a Toronto. Did anybody it's bring a up nice Drake? City. Nobody brought up Drake. They that would have been different. That would have been different. I would have been into that. And there is, and I think the corniest moment of the year went to the Randy Orton Jeff Hardy Probo. Wow. Where okay. he said RK, and then Jeff Hardy goes no. I'll see you in hell in a cell. And then he like did like a weird pose. It was crazy. <laughs> like I wish it was just like if it was a degree more, it would have been awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was just under that other degree where it becomes wrestle crap. Well, I don't know if I'd go so far as say wrestle crap, but um I, I wa I didn't I watched the show late, so I was like reading the results. As they were happening, and when, as soon as I saw that his face paint had RKO painted in it, I I was already in Russell Crab territory. RKO, no. yeah. Say RKO to drugs. Oh man. Um, RKO means no. So back to Becky and Charlotte. Um, back to Lynch and Flair. WWE. Uh, who is it? John Pollock. This is on, I saw this on on Squared Circle and Reddit today. John Pollock on Post Wrestling's review of SmackDown. Said that he heard from someone in creative or in the company that after the response to Becky last week, they have they've changed direction. Going forward, they don't want to portray portray either one as de defined face or heel, but they want it to be just two ex friends who both have valid reasons why they're against one another and won't back down. I think that's great. Raw should learn from that. Why didn't they do that last week though? How? Like I understand, because I guess writing it off because oh, it's the Brooklyn crowd, oh, SummerSlam, like smart marks, whatever. But then they're going to Toronto the next week, like they're like you're Toronto's gonna, a smart town. Yeah, like like you're gonna so you're gonna have built in Sunday, Tuesday, Tuesday, like three episodes or three shows in a row where the fans are just cheering Becky for hating Charlotte, and I you're gonna, gonna cheer like I think if you make it like kind of like this like gray area, they'll cheer for both because I, I'm watching that match. Like I was the best um, Carmella match I've seen. Oh yeah. Like hands down. Yeah, I think, I think that what you know last week I think I talked about you know about you know vaguely compared Becky to Daniel Bryan just in terms of if they would you know we'll know a lot about the, I, I said years ago we'll know a lot about the WWE Women's Division um, and whether or not they have time for Becky if they figure out something to do with her and this is the first time as over as she is that they've really found something to do with her. I know that I'm jumping the gun. I know that this is ridiculous. I know this is the hottest of hot takes. I'm not even as I'm not even that interested in worrying about who's the face here and who's the heel here and what you know what the game plan is. I think we might be watching something really incredible happening with Becky Lynch. I think that the match for WrestleMania is Becky versus Ronda with Ronda as, as a heel. I I don't even Ronda know the strap. Thing. I don't even know. I mean, whatever we've we've the Roman Roman Reigns has been the number one contender for my entire adult life. So we know WWE is not always so light on their feet when it comes to these big matches and booking them out in advance. But man, Becky Lynch is just crazy over and crazy over, especially when it's like it's not like she's beating up. Someone with a, like some go home heat. This isn't. I mean, not that Carmella has just that, but like it's not like Carmella. It's not like no Char it's Charlotte. Not like like has... you could imagine. You could imagine if like Rousey was kind of shitty, and yeah. they tried to turn Becky heel on her. That like Becky would get cheered. You could be like, okay, but this is just sort of ironic crowd like Cena suck stuff. But no, I mean people love Charlotte. Main event WrestleMania thirty five. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. That's what it should be. Let me tell you what's actually gonna happen. Okay. They're going to Daniel Bryan it. Becky, I think, is going to win. This is how. This is what. This is what I think. This is totally conjectural. Be like Becky and Charlotte go back and forth forever. Becky wins the title at the end of the year. Big moment for Becky. She deserves it. Whatever. 
Charlotte wins the Rumble and challenges both Becky and Ronda Rousey to a triple, triple threat at WrestleMania. Triple, wow. That, that's, that's how I imagine it going. Or Becky it, wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but I, I think that, I mean, it would make some sense to give Becky the title and then have Charlotte versus Rousey for the Raw title so you don't confuse the belts or anything. At, at, also, you could give Becky the title. You could, you could have Becky win the title and then have Becky Rousey at, Summer, at Survivor Series when they do have champion versus champion matches on occasion. But yeah. but then that would end up just being a whole setup for WrestleMania, where it's Charlotte versus Rousey. We'll know a lot. But all of that is to say that if they if they mess around with Becky, when I compared Becky to Daniel Bryan, it was only because she was the least likely of the original you know NXT women that came up. Right? She she was great. She has a lot going for her. But like you got to scratch a little bit below the surface to find what really is going to make her put her, get her over. It they've got it now. If they use her solely as a tool to get us to Charlotte versus Rousey at WrestleMania, the crowd's going to revolt. Absolutely. Can I talk about another thing that annoyed me on SmackDown? Adrian Elmas, uh, Elmas, and I'm, maybe I'm butchering the name, versus Daniel Bryan, by all intents and purposes, had... Wait, Andrade Cien Almas? Yes. Well, I fucked it up. Adorable Adrian Elmas is his new name. Adorable Adrian Almas. With Selena uh, Vega, who's like, or Selena Vega, probably fucked that up again, too. Who's like the hottest thing in the world? Um, she, uh, besides my lovely girlfriend, uh, who doesn't listen to the show, so I don't know why I'm covering. Uh, but I'm just showing off, again. just showing off. Um, but um, uh, that match uh, was really good and may have been Dana Bryan's best match going back. It was really good. Uh, why the fuck? The whole time I was like, I get it. You have to run commercials. I get you have to run commercials first. That triple threat tag team match despite the talent in the ring just didn't work um but why are you running those commercials during that match i mean i want to see i I understand like cutting the commercial in the middle of the match i understand you have ad sales but having that in the corner was so annoying while seeing you know commercials for checkers or or rallies i always associate those two with being the same thing I, I I was just really and I thought the finish was great. I I I loved everybody in the match, but I, I just I, I really I was so distracted. It was really fun. It was a really really awesome match. Almost as a freaking star, um, Daniel Bryan. You're right. He looked great in that match, and I totally agree. I just don't know how you don't. Yeah, I mean it makes sense, right? You're selling ads. They've always had a little bit more trouble selling ads than you know, your average sporting endeavor. And the place, then the best place to sell ads would be right in the middle of the match because you can't really flip the channel. But can you do a split screen then? They do do split screens on SmackDown kind a lot. Of. They do like a little box thing. It's more of like a quarter. It's more of like three quarters commercial and then one quarter wrestling. Maybe two fifths wrestling. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, David. Um... Damn, we have a really weird calendar coming up. Well, WWE's promoting three fucking pay-per-views at the same time, which I'm not against. I think that's kind of cool. The Super Showdown. So we got Hell in a Cell. Then we got... No, no. We got Hell in a Cell. Then the Super Showdown. Pro- then Evolution. Promoted with the worst FaceTime montage I've ever seen of Legends. Oh, my gosh. What was that? I mean, I think that it was like them... Uh, Doing the bare minimum of a favor for Vin- for Vince McMahon, and then we got when is SmackDown two? SmackDown one thousand is coming up too. Undertaker has now been announced for that. Is that October? So I don't even know. Who's he gonna face? Uh, I don't think he, I don't think he's necessarily gonna wrestle. Um, I'm trying to Google this right now. It's October sixteenth. Trying to guy. The Octo- guy who thank was- you, Jim. October sixteenth, and so it's before Evolution. Right after the Super Showdown. Can't they just do every then match after with Undertaker's the... last time ever, by the way? Yes, they should. Last time ever, Undertaker versus Randy Orton. That's yeah, and then he's be. just like, hey, but you didn't say, I mean, you said one more match. We got to listen to the fans. RK, uh, no! And then we have NXT War Games. This stuff never ends. Um, Which I don't even know what's happening there. And that, yeah, there, there's a lot. Anyway, we got a lot of pay-per-views. And then they're going back to Saudi Arabia, aren't they? 
Yeah, which is that that's a whole can of worms. I'm I think I'm gonna be mad about it this time. Yeah. Um the most problematic pay per view of the year. Yeah. Like just to do just doing PR for that I don't know. It's not not a great look. Not a great look. Did you know that Saudi Arabia might be about to execute its first ever female political prisoner? More of that more on that on the next episode of the Mass Man Show. <laughs> well, at least they're not doing the first women's pay-per-view there. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the like even in kayfabe, wouldn't like the right heel move be for like Rousey or Becky Lynch or someone just to be like just to just storm the ring and start punching some dudes? In Saudi Arabia? Yeah. In kayfabe. In kayfabe, sure. Ronda, how do you make Ronda Rousey or how do you make Becky Lynch the new Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like have her break a like break a law that could send her to prison forever. Yeah, I don't know. I think to make that booking work, you'd have to uh, stop using the U.S. Uh, oil standard as a dollar back in the seventies, you know, and then maybe we could make that work. But right now, it's not going to happen. Not I don't know. They've retconned crazier stuff than that in pro wrestling. All right, Samoa Joe crossed the line. Dot 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 again. How oh, is that match not in a cell? That's I mean that's my complaint. That that's not in the cell. Like it's it's the most blood feud there is out of all of them. Maybe like Braun and Reigns. Uh, you know, I guess because of the history they have. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this was the first time I thought I thought the fucking segment they had at SummerSlam was great. I thought the segment they had at SmackDown. This was the first one where they started like because uh, they can't do what they used to do in the Attitude Era, which is like Attitude Era was always like I fucked your wife or I fucked your girlfriend. This he was like I'll see you at the barbecue. <laughs> I'll be bringing macaroni salad. And then he ran and AJ ran out to where the loading dock was. Um, I don't know why AJ tries to start all of these like promo showdowns like amicably, not amicably, but like why does it take one more? food sex innuendo to make him want to just sprint out of the ring and attack somebody <laughs> like he's already said enough stuff aj is this weird thing too where in the ring he looks like a badass but backstage when he gets an altercation he looks like a character from eastbound and down <laughs> like when he moved over and like like did like the fake the, the fake ninja pose to uh, whoever was backstage security it just looks ridiculous. It looks like an episode of Trailer Park. Place. I want to say for the record, the SmackDown this week, I, I didn't hate Raw like you did. SmackDown, I thought for like, I did not like Raw. That's correct. Given the way that, I mean, given what they just you know set out to accomplish on SmackDown, that show was a thing of beauty. I love watching SmackDown every week. The New Day, by the way, congrats, to, congrats and, the New Day, the New Day. Trish, that was a cool segment. Oh yeah, we forgot about Trish. Yeah. The New Day and Booker T had a cool thing to open the show. Kind of. It was a little awkward. No, nah, it was good. The, then the New Day's little cool announce booth was really good. The, the the triple threat match was sort of, you know, a given that the 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 bar was going to win. But that they announced that they were doing two triple threats during the match. They, then they I mean, the whole thing. And then, I mean, like every little, like the Billy Kay versus Naomi thing was even good. Andrade versus Daniel Bryan, the way they set that up. It was like old school wrestling. It just felt, and, it, and, and it's like, you worry about we talk about protecting guys and who ta- who eats the loss. Like none of it matters when it, when it, when a segment is put together well. You know, it's just it's it's all it's all very. I'd love to get the guy who makes the New Day pancakes on the show. We're like just that conversation. We're gonna need about thirty six tonight, man. That's a really good point. He should have his own show on the on the ringer, like a cooking no WWE Network cooking show. Yeah, and every week it's just him making pancakes, but like presenting it as if it's a new. It's like a new thing he's cooking. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of different pancakes you can go to. What could IHOP? They had that IHOP experiment, which was the XFL of their brand, but they're back to IHOP, International House of Pancakes. Yeah. I'm looking for some uh, sponsorship, guys. Yeah, couldn't tell. I would love to get sponsored by pancakes. My whole life has been sponsored by pancakes. (laughs) You got to come over for brunch, man. There's a place by me, Buttermilk Channel, man. They make the best pancakes. Sounds good. It's really good. My voice got dark and creepy. I know. That was really, that was really awkward. Um, but yeah, though that show, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed Raw. I enjoyed I I I mean, I had a lot of questions about Raw. Trish Stratus is back, hyping up evolution. Um Yeah, she's a big star in Toronto. Yeah. It's good that she was there. Did the Bell Twins formally retire? 
No, they say they're going to be back in action. No, but didn't they? They did formally retire. I, I don't know. I think they did. It's it's been they you know because Total Divas is run at the same time where they haven't been wrestling. I got I've never seen them as being retired. By the way, don't you think that that uh, Baron Corbin is he no longer Constable Corbin? No, he's General Acting General Commissioner Corbin. No, but is that his name? Because remember, they changed his name on WWE.com to Constable Corbin. They did, but I'm not sure. I, he may still be called Constable Corbin. But no, it's back to Baron Corbin. Oh wow! My Huge God, sea change. He's and he's wearing a white shirt. He looks ridiculous. This is like straight out of men's I warehouse. Can't see this. Huh? Oh, I turned it to you. I don't know Men's warehouse. Really you're gonna like where you look. You guarantee it. That guy always had like a gravelly. He was like the first Dasekis guy. I have something He's I need to, before we get oh, out of yeah. here. I have something I need to tell you that might forever change the way that you watch professional wrestling. Are you? Is that? Are you ready? Yes. Um, Aiden English, mm-hmm. not when singing, when speaking. Yeah, has the exact same voice as Shawn Michaels. Really. What, what, think about that when you watch. Um, I can't you wait. You like Shawn Michaels, like three quarters away through his career, like his voice sort of did another, like evolved one more time and he's sort of, sort of doing a Shawn Michaels impression. That's what Aiden English sounds like. People of San Diego. Of course, every day is Rusev Day. I mean, the best Shawn Michaels impression is uh, RVD does one of Shawn Michaels on like one of those shoot interviews, and it's 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 amazing. Like when I after I was gone for a while and I came back to the Royal Rumble, he was like, well, that, 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 "That's what I Jesus that's Christ. what I enjoy about these things is like you get to see people that aren't normally here that come back, you know, and to let me know I'm not part of the family or whatever." You know, when I inducted Sheik into the Hall of Fame the next day, he was in the lunchroom and he was like, "Rob, you were you were charming and." And funny and and witty, you know, like what? Oh, I would love just to have a wrestling impressionist. Too bad Bruce Pritchard stole that idea too. Um, <laughs> is there? He's he's gonna have a big weekend. I can't wait to hear what you say about him. I mean, hopefully, I make it out. I don't. I'm not really nervous about Bruce kicking my ass. There's a few other people on the dais. I'm nervous about kicking my. Ass. Who do you think is gonna kick your ass? I don't know if I'm allowed to announce who's on the dais. Oh, there's secrets. Yeah, there's secrets. But I'll tell you after the show. You got to tune into StarCast Friday night. I'll be there, and I'll be out Saturday morning. Can we watch this thing live? I think you can watch it on StarCast Live. I'm pretty sure. But I don't know. You know, like with the StarCast package, it's like 80 bucks, but you get an amazing amount of content for that, including all in. And I'm sure, you know. All right, Jim just sent me a Cage Dead Seed story. The headline is John Cena's new physique is freaking me out. What is it? He has rebuilt his body during his time away from WWE. Yeah, I'm going to surprise you with it. Um, I bet it's going to be slender like Michael Phelps. He's supposed to fight with Kevin Owens at at Super Showdown. In a tag team match. Yeah, he looks like a really creepy... Dude, let me see the photo. All right, here you go. I'm turning my laptop now. Dan is seeing... He looks like a former heroin addict who got ripped when sober. And yes, that's a very that's good description. Exactly, he looks like Iggy Pop now. He looks exactly like Iggy Pop. It's really weird. Like his muscle, his abs seem to have moved around a little bit. This is very strange. He's she's prepping for Doom, I guess. Maybe he's doing the that early the Rock thing where he where he he's getting smaller so that because you look ridiculous on screen if you're too big. I thought the Rock sort of but Doom is the like, light of that. But Doom, come on, it's Doom. You fight fucking demons and shit with like. Low-grade nuclear weapons. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know why you mess with success, but whatever. Da, 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 da. Imagine if That's you imagine weird. if you looked like John Cena in this picture, and everybody was like, "Is he, he doing looks, like the Christian Bale like the, thing?" The, the John Cena's worst body day is the best. Is like one million times a better better a body day than you or I will ever have. Yeah. I mean, I always say this like. And my a really funny comedian, Sean Donnelly, who's on uh, his his actually he's on Colbert tonight. It's his, it, it's the repeat, um, or it's this week. But check out his set on Colbert. But he he asked my friend like, if I got really good shape, like what would I look like? And he just showed him a picture of Arn Anderson. And I feel like that's <laughs> the best I could do too. Oh, that's great. 
Well, I wish I looked like Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson was great. Arn Anderson had the perfect, like, just take your shirt off in public for no reason body. Yeah, he had the perfect bar fight body. Yeah. Oh, man. The guy who first ki- gets his ass kicked by Steven Seagal in a movie where he shows up in a small town. Arn Anderson might be the only wrestler, too, who's gone bald gracefully because he always had a little bit of a comb over. And then, but he just, but we just accepted it. And then he just sort of, it just sort of whittled away. But are you doing, the, I, we talked about this many times before, but are you going to go full bald? If I could grow a comb over like o- overnight, I would do it just you to would try do it a comb out. Oh, just to see how it looked. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's always a weird look. I might bring it back. You know, I'm because back right, in, right I'm back now, in Brooklyn now. Yeah. I'm back. One of my dad's best I mean, friends. Right growing, now you're kind of doing the Stephen Miller, you know? <laughs> One of my dad's best friends growing up had like the poly dangerously like totally bald but slicked back into and a ponytail. Funny, oh, that's a look. It would be fun to see what it'd be fun to test the limits of like hipster Brooklyn retro fashion. Like that's, what could I get away that's with? That's late 90s Secaucus, New Jersey though. That's not If I did the beard and the slicked back bald into the ponytail, like I could I could host any radio show in 1978. <laughs> you could or be any world musician. Um. All right, Jim. Do we have questions from the audience? Yeah, questions from our adoring public. Twitter question number one from at Rohizi. Do you ever see a circumstance where a NXT talent refuses a call up? Well, I mean, I don't think I, I don't see a circumstance in which we would ever really find out about that, except like third hand, like you know, from Meltzer or something. But um, doesn't it seem like whenever they get called up, though, they just get like wasted and they're kings in NXT? I definitely think this is part of the calculus now. Yeah, for sure. I don't think, I, I think that this is a conversation that's not just the talent that everybody, I mean, because listen, Vince isn't making these calls, right? I think that we'll probably get to a point before too long where there'll be, a, there'll still be a couple of call-ups tonight after WrestleMania, but really people, they should be at a place where they're calling people up for specific angles and storylines, not letting them flounder. And then, you know, unless something perfect comes up, like, do you really want to call up the Undisputed Era for no reason at all and then not do anything with them no i think that you just like let them let them kind of cook there until they're until there's a good reason to bring them up so that didn't answer the question but whatever perfect the same guy also did ask what's the floor and or ceiling for the undisputed era on the main roster i don't i just don't know they're all really talented it could be a whole lot of fun I hope the ceiling's not higher than 7 feet cuz none of them will be able to reach it when they jump <laughs> um, the uh no, it's I I think they're all super talented guys. I mean, it's it's a and, and the whole landscape is changing. Um I've been a mega fan of Kyle O'Reilly dating back to like the him when he was like 18. Um I think Bobby Fish is super good. I think that <clears throat> I think that I think actually think that they have a lot in common with I mean, I mean that you could kind of make a little bit of the case I made about Becky Lynch is that like we'll know we'll learn a lot about the future of WWE by what they do with them because it's three four incredibly talented guys that literally 18 months ago would have been cruiserweights. So I don't I mean it's it's uh it'll it'll be very Maybe interesting. Maybe the undisputed to see where- era you just come in and destroy 205 life. <laughs> And then with that would be the end of 205 Live. They can just change can the name of the show to the Undisputed Era. The, 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 that name had, life. No, just the Undisputed Era has a better name for a show than for a than for a gimmick. But anyway, we'll see. I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I think they're all fantastic. Um, but I think that they're, I mean, they. I think they're going to stick in NXT for a bit. What's the next question? What's the best match that WWE can put on that we haven't seen yet? That comes from at Faber Got Paper. The best match WWE could put on that we've never seen is this is a tough question because I have a terrible memory. Um, <laughs> that we've never seen? Haven't we seen almost every match between everybody? Yeah, and that's the what I'm saying. I mean, the the best match that the for people under the uh, on the I mean, listen, the best match. And does this include NXT? Yeah, that's the thing. The answer is always going to be like, well, Aleister Black versus the Undertaker would be fucking awesome. We've never seen that. I mean, me and Mike Lawrence, Mike Lawrence booked Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels, but he's not active. You know, the student becomes the teacher. That kind yeah. Of thing. Well, I guess things that there's, there's probably some stuff we haven't seen in, WW, in WWE, right? Have we seen Braun versus AJ Styles? That wouldn't be the match I'd pick, but I was just wondering. Yeah, trying, you, it's, it's harder to think of matches that we haven't seen. Is, who's come up since Daniel Bryan got, was, was hurt? I was going to say Daniel Bryan KO, but they, they fought at WrestleMania. Have we seen Seth Rollins and AJ? 
I'm sure we have, but not for a feud. I don't know if we that have. could be really fun. I mean, that could be like the you know Michaels versus Angle this year, WrestleMania 21. Yeah, I'm gonna go having no idea if it's ever happened with Drew McIntyre versus Samoa Joe. <laughs> I'm really trying to figure out matches that have never happened. All right, what's the next question? I can't answer off the top of my head. Why do you think WWE isn't embracing more trades? Oh, oh, wait, can rosters? I go back to the last one? Sure. It's, I mean, we already, we just talked about it. The be, honestly, the best match that they could pull off is, is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. We haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sorry, why, why do you think WWE hasn't embraced what? More trades between oh, rosters, given their love Roster- of seeming like a real sport. <laughs> because they just don't, two things. One, Whoever's running the show over there, without naming any names, probably doesn't actually follow any real sports. So that's why they don't want to make it seem they're not they're tempted to make it less. I mean, not to make it more like real sports. Also, it's a huge shift. You know, I mean, it makes things really confusing. Yeah, but the trades are always cool. I thought the, the trades are always really cool. I wish they would do it all the time. I mean, you would think that like they should do it twice a year in kayfabe. I don't give a flying shit what about ninety eight percent of the stuff that Page or Baron Corbin or Kurt Angle say. Right? Yeah. And I don't care about 88% of what either McMahon's child has to say. So, like, yeah. I don't care what they have to say. If Baron Corbin, or sorry, if Paige was on, if Paige popped up on Tuesday night and she was just on the phone and she was like, listen, the authors of Pain are worthless to you. What do you want? A future second round draft pick? Just let me take them away and make yeah. them stars. That would make me care a lot more about next week, even if it never came to anything. Right. No, I completely agree. They got rid of the draft. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Anyway, next question. Go. Who are your top three picks to win the 2019 Men's and Women's Royal Rumble? Top three picks to win the Men's and Women's Rumble next year. Oh, my God. Uh, All of my (laughs) picks. Good reaction. I I feel good about my fantasy booking from earlier. So I'm going to put Charlotte, Flair, and Becky Lynch as two of my top three. Yeah, I'd put Rod in there, too. Just in case they take the belt off or for some reason. Uh, or, or, or Natty if Ronda doesn't have the belt. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any surprises. I mean, they could shotgun Shayna Baszler into that role. Um, yeah. But I don't, happen. I'm not quite, I, I don't, I'm, I don't feel 100% about that. Um, I mean, the guys are pretty easy too, right? To decide who's going to, I mean, it's either going to be, there any? yeah, it's going to be either Daniel Bryan. Uh, Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman and maybe Dean Ambrose in the fourth but those are the three that I would say the if you want me to you're saying Rick Roman's still champion my heart he's gonna be still champion unless they do Rock versus Roman which is uh, I hear yeah they could do Rock they could do I mean they could do Brock again they could do Batista they they could do a lot of crazy stuff John Cena they could do John Cena. Kevin Owens could sit out until the Rumble, and that's when he makes his big comeback and I wins. I don't think that's going to happen, but anybody could win on the SmackDown side. What if I they know. do? What if they do? Uh, the Rock beats Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, and John Cena wins, and it's thri- thrice in a lifetime. I would be into it. I would pop. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really hard to predict a Royal Rumble because, as we've seen before, when I feel like I say this every year, it doesn't matter. Jim, I mean, yep. it doesn't matter to get us to the final sec, the final to to get us to what is already the WrestleMania card that we've been talking about for three months. Are there any more questions, sir? How about this? What is the best case scenario in your mind to what All In leads to? What is the best case scenario for what All In is going to lead to? I think they mean in the overall grand scheme of things in you know wrestling. It's real. This is really hard. Um, there. I hope. I mean, obviously, the best case scenario is a really vital wrestling scene, real competition, that, right? Real mm-hmm. competition to WWE. But the problem is, like, this is working because it's not just one company, you know, and it's all these different forces coming together. I mean, the best case scenario is more all ends. Yes, you know, like, and I think that the the best case scenario is that this isn't a one off thing, and that like, because look. Like independently, you know, none of these companies can take on the WWE, but together, it's proven that they can. 
Yeah, I don't even think of think. I don't even think about it as companies so much. I mean, obviously, New Japan, Ring of Honor, these are big, important companies. But like, you know, this is if Cody and the Bucks or we go to WWE or whatever. I mean, this is the closest thing in twenty I'm, years we've had to competition with WWE. Sure, you know, TNA has never come close to it. So I mean, I mean they is, need, yeah, if they could expand it, if they could do a whole weekend of just like. But you know so that right major, now they want like, they want they want Omega and Cody and the Bucks back at WWE so bad if if only just to squash that MSG Ring of Honor show, which probably wouldn't be happening if Cody and these guys hadn't sold out sold ten thousand seats. Yeah, yeah, and if they go back, it's not even just squashing it. It's like this is this is the crazy thing about Cody Rhodes and the young bucks is that we're not talking about championship accomplishments. We're not talking about the co- building, helping build the company. They are building up the reputation of a lot of other yeah. wrestlers and, and indie wrestling in general and whatever else. But if they go to WWE, their Twitter followers go with them, you know, being the elite goes with them. There's not, it's not like being the elite is not a wrestling promotion. Yeah. It's a YouTube channel that is, that is owned by the people who will then be gone, you know? So it, it's, there's a lot. They have a lot on their shoulders, weirdly, because they could they could create this thing, and then by walking away from it, it could be gone. WWE is very has been very aggressive as far as Matt Riddle and Keith Lee and signing their hottest new guys. Sure. Uh, so you know, uh, I think the best case scenario is that this keeps going, and I think the two you don't want it to get too big too fast. You know, those Long Beach shows were sold out, but then I think that they tried to expand a little bit too fast in New Japan, right? And they did that San Fran show and there wasn't as many people there. I'm just believing what you say right I'm now. not. Well, this is conjecture because my friend just told me that. So I haven't really looked at it. But you don't want to get too big too fast That's either. What, that, that was part of the problem with Crockett. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that, that's the other thing. I'm going to look up. It's the Cow Palace New Japan numbers. All right, we got to get out of here. But I want to make sure. Jim, one more question. It better be the best one. Is Ronda Rousey's quick rise to the top of Raw actually hurting the quality of the product? The SmackDown scene is so much more interesting and more compelling. No, I don't think Ronda Rousey's rise is hurting the overall quality of Raw. I no, think, not at all. I think they're telling a story, you know? I mean, you can say that you can complain at WWE that they're not leaving room for a secondary feud or something like that on the women's side, but... It's still decent at the cow balance, but it wasn't, you know, a sellout. Okay, they're doing okay. But they're telling a story in a certain way. I don't think, I think, and they're doing it, they're doing it well. There's also, you know. But it still did well. Nia so Jax is out. I, th- I don't know. I, th- I think I think they'll be okay. It, but, um, you know, I understand the impulse that, of wanting a, you know, that'd be great if Becky Lynch could be world champion on both shows, but they're they're doing the Ronda Rousey thing on Raw. I don't think, but I don't think anything they've done has been bad. Um. Just, right, uh, for for the roster they have over there, I think it's they're doing pretty well. It did well, apparently. So I was wrong. And so captivated by the cow palace. Well, I, whenever I'm wrong about something, I like to. Is that a strip club? Throw that in. No, not that I. Well, uh, uh, we got to get out of here. Okay, hey, you know, if you're not looking for wrestling this weekend, my album No Real Winners here is still on all streaming services. But it'd be, it'd be even better if you bought it from the 800 pound girl website or bought it on iTunes. That helps the numbers. Uh, check it out. And you'll be at the... Uh... I'll be at the Bruce Pritchard Roast this Friday night at, as part of StarCast. Uh, you may see me uh, take a legitimate chair shot to the head. Not one of these, not one of these, uh, you know, ones to the back so they can avoid a concussion. This may be the last appearance of Dan St. Germain. And if it is the last appearance, please buy my up support my... Uh, Support my family and loved ones who are weep behind. It looks like it's on fight.tv, F-I-T-E dot TV. The roast is going to be on fight.tv? Well, fight.tv. But it's all part of StarCast, right? Oh, right. It's part of the same thing. All right. Well, everybody watch Dan. He'll be the uh, he'll be the, the the dude with the beard. Yeah, the second dude with the beard. Actually, the third, if you want to include Ron. He'll be the 18th that. dude with the beard. You'll know him by his uh, happy demeanor. Thanks for listening, guys. Welcome back to the Colognes. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. I don't 
give a flying shit. No! Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Nitsa. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. People could get hurt or killed. You could also get arrested, incur huge legal expenses, or even lose your job. If you think drunk driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. Drive sober or get pulled over. Learn more at nitsa.gov right now. That's N-H-T-S-A dot G-O-V.